Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Friday, August 18th, 2023, and this is episode 122 of the podcast. Today's guest is a first-time guest, Arlen Schumer, a comic book historian and author of The Silver Age of Comic Book Art. Several years ago, I bought and read the book and found it totally fantastic. And it wasn't until we connected that I put the pieces together with him and the book. Great book. Hope you go and check it out. Now, one of the things I don't doing up on the podcast is to cover Golden and Silver Age comics and creators. I believe they're fantastic reads from all areas if read and enjoyed within the context of the times. Arlen brings some fascinating Silver Age insights that I found great. I think you will too. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. Hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes and follow the podcast on social media, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It's available everywhere. I want the podcast to continue to grow and, as I said, introduce fans to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have an author on, and I read this author's book several years ago. I was so impressed with the book, and I never really thought too much about it. The author, Arlen Schumer, literally just dropped in my lap one day. Somehow we befriended each other on Facebook. He dropped me a link and I saw the cover of the book. I went, ding, the light bulb went off and I had to get him on the show. So today, again, we have Arlen Schumer. He wrote The Silver Age of Comic Book Art. You, it's so highly recommended, I can't even tell you how much. But first, before we talk about this, Arlen, as a first time guest, What's your comic book origin story? How did you become a lifelong fan of comic books? Well, I think like so many comic book uh, reading adults, they were the first things that I tried to read before I even learned how to read. I don't remember children's books, traditional Dr. Seuss in my life. Um, I discovered comic books in summer camp. Back then, summer camps, there were comic books littered all over the bunks everywhere you went some were archies you know betty and veronica but most of them were superhero comics and i think i remember holding this great superman comic book cover in my hand the um 1963 annual with that great metallic superman by kurt swan um if anybody knows that issue that's a landmark superman image and that's the first image I recall seeing as a child and then trying to read from comics and drawing from them with my older brother Steve and that made me want to become an artist like again I think a whole generation a lot of uh, people in our age range who are professionals in the art fields uh, chances are might have been influenced by the great comic book artists that I grew up with and that became my sort of artistic role models and i ended up working for one of them neil adams so that's a whole nother story i think that is a whole nother story so tell us a little bit about yourself i kind of have a twin career as both a comic book style illustrator um doing commercial illustration in a comic book style 
magazines, advertisements, things like that. Um, as well as I'm a comic book and pop culture historian. I've been lecturing for decades uh, to universities, cultural institutions, comic conventions all around the country. I'm not only comic books, uh, looking at them from an art history angle, but also other forms of American pop culture, whether it's animation history, like the Superman cartoons, the Flintstones, or I've lectured on photography, I've lectured on uh, different pop culture subjects. The Sean Connery Bond movies, I've done webinars on. And the thing about webinars, ever since the pandemic, I went from live lectures to webinars, uh, which was a smooth transition from having images projected behind me to doing a webinar where you have to be visual as well as verbal. And um, so I take videos from those webinars, the recordings of them and post them on my YouTube channel and my Vimeo channel. So if you go to those, which are linked from my website, you'll see the range of pop culture and comic book history subjects that I've done. You're What's this, your book, The Silver Age of Comic Book Art, apart from other books on comic book history, especially in the Silver Age? Well, first of all, most books about comic book history before mine were mostly about the Golden Age, the 1940s. Uh, the best examples being Jim Steranko's History of Comics, the twin volumes. The first book about comic book history was Jules Pfeiffer's Great Comic Book Heroes, which was reprints of all the Golden Age superhero origin stories. And while I love both of those books, they weren't about the Silver Age, the age that I grew up in and a whole generation grew up in that were filled with so many great artists. I always felt as an artist that the art in most Golden Age comics was crude looking to my eyes. I always felt that comic book art matured in the 1960s. So it's the classic case of if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Every other book before mine about comic book history was text heavy with miniature reproductions of the art. Now, I became an illustrator, an artist, because of comic book art. And I was like, where's the book about the art in the comics? And yeah, if you want something done right, do it yourself. It only took me about 25 years. But my book is really the first book about the art and comic book art and the text is supplementary, not any less important, but my book treats the art as the great art that it is. It's an oversized coffee table art book, nine inches by 13 inches. And I take many of the panels, I blow them up and I take out the original word balloon text and I put in the artist talking about the art. So you read my book, Rob, like a giant comic book in a way, but it's also an art book and it's a history book because the Silver Age is the 1960s and the art itself reflected the changes that happened to America in that decade. So I start out with Carmine Infantino, the DC Comics artist of The Flash, representing Speed, um, which was the early 60s, you know, the car, um, outer space, all that. And in Infantino's science fiction-oriented art, you can see not only the early 60s, but you can see the visions of the future um, from an early 60s point of view. And as the different artists go along, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Joe Huber, 
uh, Gene Cole and Jim Steranko, by the time you get to the late 60s and psychedelia and pop art and all of those re uh, um, elements from the so-called real world influencing comics, Jim Steranko in the late 60s, he and Neil Adams were like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones of comic art. They were the twin gods. But Neil Adams closes out the Silver Age with his photorealistic style. He brought superheroes literally down to earth and gave them a realism we had never seen before. Now, our whole modern culture from the movies, the Spielberg era, is all about rendering fantasy as realistic as possible. Neil Adams is really the first American artist, kind of at the same time as people like Frank Frazetta and James Bama were doing it in paperback paintings. Neil Adams did it in comic books with superheroes. We had never seen that before. And that transformed characters like Batman. There'd be no Dark Knight today without what Neil Adams did with it. He transformed the X-Men, which are the foundations of the modern com Marvel Comics universe. So my book reflects going from the early 60s to the end of the 60s through the work of eight of the artists who I believe are the same way we look back on the Renaissance masters, the human figure 500 years ago. I believe 500 years from now, future art historians are going to look back at these artists as our great masters of the human figure. I'm kind of curious, as a comic book historian, do you see the end of the Silver Age and beginning of the Bronze Age as a fixed point? But do you think it floats based upon characters and comic book series themselves? I'm just curious on your opinion. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't refer to any other age by metal. I only think gold and silver makes sense. I call the 1970s just the 70s and the 80s and so on. Gold and silver to me only work. There's nothing bronze about the 1970s. You know, I don't get that, but I digress. In 1970, the year itself, there were, I think, four major events that happened in the comic book world that you don't find in 1971 or 72 or 69. So they're significant. And that really is the year, I believe, we went from the Silver Age to the 1970s. And Mort Weisinger, the longtime editor of Superman for the previous 30 years, retired. His vision of Superman, the TV show, he was the story editor. Everything the baby boom generation knows of Superman came from Mort Weisinger. He retired. You had the introduction of Conan the Barbarian by Marvel Comics, the first time a non-superhero genre was injected into mainstream comics that became successful. And obviously Conan has become a modern icon and it started in 1970. You have Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill doing the Green Lantern, Green Arrow series, which literally took Green Lantern, brought him down to earth and introduced him through Neil Adams' photorealistic style to what was happening on earth, racism, overpopulation, bigotry, all the all the social crises that represent the 60s were dealt with for the first time with these DC Comics Silver Age heroes, which Green Lantern represented. So that happened in 1970. That was a significant act. 
And the fourth element, and why can't I remember what the, there was a fourth event in 1970, man. Oh, I wish I had it written out for me. I, I just blanked over it. So Ireland, that's okay. I, I, know, I know there's a fourth event in 1970, and I can't believe I don't know what it is. Let's see, Marvel? Three out of four was good. You impressed me with the first two. Wow. So I could sit here all day and just eat. Oh, wait, first. wait. I got it. I oh, got, got it. it. I got it. Oh, the biggest of all. Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby left Marvel and Stan Lee to go to DC Comics. It was the equivalent of the Beatles breaking up in 1970. In the same way that Lennon and McCartney transformed rock and roll, Kirby and Lee, and there's a reason I put Lee second, but that's a whole other story. Kirby and Lee represented revolutionized comic books in the 1960s. When Kirby left to go to rival DC, it was the comic book equivalent of the Beatles breaking up, Simon and Garfunkel breaking up, one of the great teams that represent the 60s broke up and Kirby going to DC and what would he do next was on everybody's mind. So yes, that is the fourth major event that happened in 1970 that signaled the end of the previous age, the 60s, the silver age, and the beginning basically of, of the quote 1970s. People call it the bronze age, I don't. I am like so enthralled listening to you right now. I, I'm speechless. No, uh, Ireland, why should fans of any age really delve into the comic book history? Not just to be all inclusive like you, like a historian, but why should people look at the creators and the past of comic book themselves? Why is that important? Well, why is the history of anything important? Why do we teach history, whether it's American history, whether it's world history, whether it's the history of music, literature, you name it, art history. Why are there museums? Why are why are there history books? Why do we study history at all? Because, you know, there's a classic modern refrain of, hey, I don't need to know anything before I was born. I only care about what's happening now. Well, you know, when Keith Richards plays a guitar lick, he knows the history of that guitar lick, that it goes back to one of those black blues men from America. When Steven Spielberg shoots some film, he knows the history of film. Every great practitioner of an art form, you almost can't help but be interested in what came before, because we are all a product of what came before. Life is a product of what came before and moves steadily into the future. And if you don't learn from the past, you're condemned to repeat it. There's a million cliches about why we need to study the past. Um, personally, I feel like I've taken it upon myself to be the curator of the Silver Age, to keep the works of guys like Carmen Infantino and Joe Kubert and Neil Adams you know, they're all dead now. When I did the book, half of them were still alive. Um, but the bottom line is nobody else is doing it. And, you know, nobody's paying me to do it. I'm doing it out of my love for the medium. Let me just silence that phone. I should have done that already. Um, 
we can edit that out later, right? As they say. Anyway, um, boy, I hope I've answered your question. Arlen, you have blown me away in our short time today. You were so informative. I didn't get a chance to cover half the talking <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. I always tell people I want a meaty podcast, not to be just tea talking heads. There's great podcasts for that. Arlen, you have exceeded my expectations today. This has been extremely informative. I love being educated. Before we wrap this up, Arlen, you get the last word. Any parting words? Wow. Well, I want to send everybody, of course, to my website, arlenschumer.com, where you can get a signed and sketched in hardcover copy of my book, which will, of course, rock your world and change your life. And uh, that's the most important thing. And my whole life is on my website, arlenschumer.com. Um, I have books coming out next year about the Twilight Zone, uh, episode essays I've written. I have a book coming out about Bruce Springsteen's unreleased material because I'm a Bruce Springsteen expert. And you'll see all these subpages on my website. So that would be the most important thing. Arlen, the author of Arlen Schumer, the author of The Silver Age of Comic Book Art. This has been a fantastic interview. I love having you on. We are going to make plans to get you on soon again. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Rob. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.